The following is a pre-recorded program. Wake up, everyone. It's time for the Steve Noble Show, where biblical Christianity meets the everyday issues of life in your home, at work, and even in politics. Steve is an ordinary man who believes in an extraordinary God. And on his show, there's plenty of grace and lots of truth, but no sacred cows. Call Steve now at 866-34-TRUTH. That's 866-34-TRUTH. Or check him out online at thestevenobleshow.com. And now, here's your host, Steve Noble. Hey, welcome back. Quick reminder. Quick reminder today that you have a date with the devil this weekend. You have a date with the devil. Uh, in terms of the movie Nefarious, which we've been talking about for quite some time, opening nationwide this Friday, the screen count continues to go up. The spiritual warfare continues to increase. Our good friend Steve Dace, uh, brother in Christ, more than anything else, it's the number one reason why I uh, love this guy and support him in any way that I can and always appreciate his time when he's on the show. Very busy guy, brilliant, and just fighting the good fight of faith. There on the Blaze uh, Network, he's on after Glenn Beck, Monday through Friday, 12 to 2. And um, many of you know Steve Dace. Many of you in the last couple days were praying for Steve Dace, and we're going to talk about that as well. But it's uh, great to have you back with us, my friend. How you doing? Talking to you with a hole in my chest, but other than that, I feel completely gnarly, dude. How are you? Thanks for the kind (laughs) words. You're welcome. I want to do something a little out of left field here, Steve-O, as we start the show, if you don't mind. I'm actually going to start. I'd like to open us in prayer. Is that, is that cool? I'm going to do that. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah. I can pray for you and around this whole thing. Father God, we just come before you humbled and gracious uh, in our hearts, Lord, and grateful for everything that you have done that you are doing. Thank you for bringing Steve uh, through this health scare just the other day and the other challenges that have occurred as a result of this movie. Thank you, Lord, for the miracles you're doing in his life. Thank you for his wife and his family and all the friends that came around him and supported him in prayer over these last couple of days. And we just uh, are grateful, Father, for your healing hand upon his life. Thank you for this movie. Thank you for raising Steve up and giving him the platform that you have given him to uh, preach the truth about our culture, about all the different issues, all from a biblical perspective and all with, with all glory to you, Father. So I just pray ahead of this movie. On Friday, that you would just pave the way to increase screen counts, Lord, and do miracles in people's lives. And believers, to wake us up, remind us of the reality of the spiritual battle that's raging around us and the nefarious forces that are against us. And for unbelievers, especially the unbelievers and especially young unbelievers that flock to this movie this weekend, Lord, and in the days to come, that they will be disturbed in a gospel-centric way, that it will help them to question Reality itself will help them to uh, deal with the fact that they already know you exist. They know evil exists. And Lord, we pray that you would bring a harvest out of this movie and help us as Christians to support our brother in this and to be bold with this message. And we ask all that in Christ's name. Amen. Okay, Amen. so, uh, you know, it, it, before we dive into this, Steve, I just want to remind everybody, uh, I want to introduce everybody besides you guys know Steve Dace, but I don't know if you know Nefarious. So we're going to find out how you feel about this. Okay, so this is the trailer. Do you think I'm evil? Evil isn't a clinical diagnosis. I'd like to ask about why you brought me here today. Do you believe in demonic possession? No. Well, you won't believe anything we're about to tell you. And give me something to make me believe you. Okay. Let me inhabit you. 
He got in your head, didn't he? He claims he's a demon. He's a master manipulator. By the time he's done with you, you have your head so twisted around you think you're the killer. Before you leave here today, you will have committed three murders. Why would I do that? What, what, what are you doing? My name is Nefariamus. Names are important. They have power. They let everyone know who we are. And that is just a small glimpse of Nefarious. This is a, a creepy movie at, at many different levels. It's a disturbing movie, but Steve Dace, isn't that the point? It is the point. I mean, Steve, the, the culture has heard from all our Hawaiian shirted brigade. Uh, we've lined up every sweater vested, uh, khaki panted, uh, milk toast white guy in the suburbs and exurbs of America. We lined them up, all of them, literally every single one of them, one of them, and put him in a pulpit for the last 30-plus years and said, go love them to Jesus, guys. Go help them find their purpose-driven life. And we now sit here on the brink of a fully post-Christian America that is on the brink of taking the last leap into Abaddon and Romans 1 judgment. And they've clearly heard the soft sell. Yeah. And while it's made a lot of people rich, Steve, it's built a lot of suburban Taj Mahals called churches. It hasn't made a dent in what's happening in this culture. And it's just not relevant to the average American and their struggles. And so it's time now, I think, for some old-time religion. It's time now for—they've um, heard enough from Mama. We've, we've rubbed their tummies enough, Steve. Time to hear from Daddy. Time for Daddy to give you the what's up. This is how the world really operates, son. These are really the stakes. This is what's really going on. And let me, and we'll start with this truth. You can't be whatever you want. We start with that. Okay? And, and so Daddy made a movie. And in this movie, Daddy tells you all the hard truths that a nation that doesn't have daddies or has bad daddies has turned their back on their heavenly daddy, hasn't wanted to hear or been told for a generation. But we tried to do it in the most entertaining and compelling way we could because Hollywood has taught us uh, that you can absolutely infest people's worldviews if they're entertained in the process. So Jesus said the children of men are more shrewd than the children of light. Well, if the children of men have done this to those of us in the light for 80 years, why don't we take a turn at doing it to them? And so this movie looks and sounds a lot like what they're entertained by. Hollywood produced 31. 31 horror movies were released in theaters last year. 31. 31. More than any other genre. This is clearly where Gen Z is at. And so since we want to go to Nineveh, we go there, but we don't bring blood or crudity or swearing or nudity. No one's heads on a swivel. No one's climbing walls. No one's vomiting projectile. We bring them the real thing. You you guys want to get scared? Let's get nuts. We'll bring you the real truth. And Nefarious is absolutely going to take them to church. Oh, absolutely. It's so well put, Steve, and, and Nefarious taking people to church. And by the way, I want to talk about us Christians, because we need to go to this church as well. We need to be reminded of the darkness and how much the darkness hates you, hates the Father, and hates the carpenter. We're going to pick it up there, Steve. I'm going to put you on hold. Talking to Steve Dace. The website, NefariousTickets.com. Opening nationwide this Friday, NefariousTickets.com. We'll be right back.
Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, the Steve Noble Show. This weekend, starting Friday, April 14th, nationwide, nefarious, nefariousTickets.com, nefariousTickets.com. And this is a, uh, a date with the devil, so to speak, a great reminder for us as Christians that we have an enemy. He hates us. He hates Christ. He hates the Word. He hates the Spirit. He hates God. He hates you. I often remind my own students of that. I'm like, what? that's what he thinks of you. He hates you. And we need that reminder. But you've got a whole big chunk of this country that's that's flocking to, like you said, Steve, last year, 31 movies released in the horror genre. That gets people in, and that's what you want. You want an audience. What's your hope, twofold here, what's your hope for Christians that go see this? And why should they? I'm sure you're hearing it like I am. Oh, it's R-rated. Oh, it's a horror movie. I don't go to that. So what's the deal with them? And then let's make sure we talk about, because I would love to see in praying for a mil- millions of young kids to go see this and be confronted with the reality. But, but what's your hope here in these two camps? Well, on the first one, I mean, do you self-edit the Bible? <laughs> I mean, when, they, when, they, when, they, when, they, when it writes that nails were driven through Jesus' feet, I mean, you just turn your imagination off. I mean, that would be bloody, gory, that would be disgusting. So let me just get past that passage, because it would ignite something R-rated in my, uh, in my uh, imagination. The Bible's a pretty R-rated book in several places. Um, by our by, by our definition of R-rated, I mean things that aren't nice, warm, fluffy. Um, it's pretty honest about human nature. Mm-hmm. I mean, Gen- you could use much of the Book of Genesis for a reality show. I mean, the, the level of dysfunction that goes yeah. on. And the Bible is yeah. very honest about human nature. It is time for us to be honest about human nature. When we when when we say we don't want to see that stuff in rated R movies, it's because rated R movies is glorifying those things. That's right. They're glorifying that stuff. Okay. The passion wasn't glorifying torture. It was, it was showing it vividly and honestly, so you, you would be made aware of the price. When, when the Bible says you were bought at a high price, what was that price? Come watch for an hour and a half and see for yourself. Here it was. Wince, weep, shudder. You should, all right? You should have that level of reverential awe and fear uh, of a God that would put himself through that and awe that he did it on your behalf. Yes, yeah. Absolutely. This isn't a, I mean, it's not a slasher film. It's, 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 a rea- it's a reality show. The, similarly with our film, it is intense. None of the R-rated elements that you typically see, swearing, gore, nudity, none of that's in the film. You've seen it. You know that. Yep. So, yeah, it's bogus. Uh, I mean, we're going to be the only R-rated movie this year that is rated R for, quote, disturbing elements, unquote. <laughs> I promise you. That won't happen to any other film this year. No. What's disturbing? We tell you the devil is real and show him to you. That's what's disturbing. And, and, since, and, and an industry that bows and worships, frankly, him, doesn't want you to see the real one. They want to see the caricature that they present to you on shows like Lucifer. They want you to see that instead, the devil as a spaghetti Western antihero, almost, like he is on Lucifer. They want you to see that. And, and the fact that we didn't make a cheesy and ineffective film, but that we actually did something that I don't know has been done in contemporary uh, Christian cinema, we threaded the needle. We showed evil for what it was without glorifying it. We did it in, with a production value and a tone and temperament that would attract mainstream audiences, and yet at the same time never abandoned our biblical worldview. That's hard to do. Our filmmakers, Carrie and Chuck, led the way in pulling that off as the writers and directors. Our cast, particularly Sean Patrick Flannery as our demon, did an incredible job. We managed, that's, that's the second thing. It's not just that I wanted us to make a movie that you can take your unbelieving friends and family members to, particularly young adults, 
who are drawn to this darkness and try to reach them. Like Lonnie Frisbee says in Jesus Revolution, if you want to reach my generation, you have to speak to them in a language they understand. Well, this is their language. Take them. Here's the other thing I hope we did, though. I think we also, I also hope we raised the bar for storytelling on what it will take uh, to persuade this next generation. Because, Steve, storytelling is about the last place left in America where people can truly be persuaded. Yeah, and we see that all over the place. That's exactly the platform that Nefarious has used. I'm using him loosely from the plot, obviously. But the devil himself meets all these lost people in the storytelling that you find on every stinking digital platform, TikTok, Rumble, you name it, whatever. Every movie, Netflix, Prime, uh, Prime Video, it's all over the place. And you know that, that's, that's what I'm excited about, especially these young people. Uh, because to me, it's a bait and switch. When we flew out there and watched Nefarious there in Nashville with you... And, and I, it's rare that I don't come right out and tell you what I'm thinking, but you saw me. I was sitting there just trying to process through what I had just experienced. And then you're like, all right, Noble, <laughs> what's the deal? Because I was, I was thinking on so many different levels here, Steve, because that, that's the point, you guys, with NefariousTickets.com this Friday nationwide. As I'm sitting here thinking strategically, how do I deal with older Christians? How do we deal with younger Christians? How do we deal with the lost people, especially young people coming to this movie? Because we're communicating on multiple levels here. Uh, but I've never experienced anything like it. I'm a movie fanatic. I've been to a lot of movies. I've been involved in a lot of movies. I've never seen anything like this, and I love it because it takes you into the truth of God's word and the reality that surrounds us. I'm so excited. You mentioned paying a price earlier, the price that Christ paid. What kind of price have you paid for this, Steve? Well, I mean, let's see. The enemy attacked my marriage. Um, we were on the brink of divorce about three years ago. Now our marriage is the best it's ever been. Amen. I mean, just this week, my wife tore her meniscus, had to go to the ER for that. Ben had to go back to the ER. She had an allergic reaction to the morphine they gave her. And then I just got some of unknown origin bacterial infection in my left upper torso uh, that spread to my bloodstream and uh, put me in the ER for eight hours the other night. They had to literally carve it out of my body, all right, this growth that had appeared out of nowhere uh, and had me delirious and feverish and shuddering and chilling. And then we woke up this morning and our youngest daughter had food poisoning. That's just all this week. I mean, you'll talk to Carrie Solomon next next segment. I mean, Carrie and Chuck, they went into the hospital with uh, COVID pneumonia for Delta variant. They were lucky to survive. Um, I mean, we, everything you could imagine short of, you know, uh, plane crashes like what happened yeah. when they made the omen. It yeah. happened to this movie. And yet here we are poised to yeah. release in almost a thousand theaters this weekend because God has fought the spiritual battle for us, too, and has won. Um, many more times than we've lost and in the end won the full war because we're going to get to release this movie nationwide this weekend after three years of turmoil. How, how, how crazy is this for you just as a, an individual and as a Christian right now that God's brought this to this point and then we're going to watch him do his thing for the next several weeks. But what's it like for you personally to actually get here? I mean, I've been watching this for years coming, uh, but to actually be here has got to be pretty amazing. It's been simultaneously the most difficult challenging, frustrating, rewarding, confirming, mm-hmm. affirming, and encouraging spiritual event other than my own salvation. Um, my faith, I would say, has never been stronger than it has been watching God navigate this. And when we talk a lot about spiritual warfare in the Church, which we rarely do, but when we do, it's often about what the devil is doing against us. It's rarely about what God has done for us. And the doors that God has opened, Steve, 
the opportunity when people see the production value of this movie this weekend <laughs> it's way it's beyond it's way beyond our budget oh, way yeah. beyond yeah okay and you saw it on a you know on a makeshift screen in a in an office <laughs> in Nashville wait till, you, wait till you hear it in a movie theater this weekend oh, it'll blow man. your mind how well it sounds and those are all doors that God opened for us that we could not have opened ourselves and so it's again it, it there's been a lot of affliction but you know God has been faithful to bring Amen. joy every single morning to get us here Amen. So let's all continue to pray for Steve and his family, for Carrie and Chuck, for everybody involved with the movie. Let's pray for the movie specifically. And beyond that, go to NefariousTickets.com. We have got to get out there and support this movie this weekend to propel it to more and more theaters for more and more time to reach the lost and remind the church. God bless you, my brother. Thanks so much. We love you. Thank you, man. Love you, too. Thanks. All right. Take, Talk take to you. Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, The Steve Noble Show. It was great to have Steve Dace back on. Let's continue to pray for him and all the spiritual warfare surrounding this project. Uh, nefarious, NefariousTickets.com, NefariousTickets.com, where you can go put in your zip code, your city, and find a theater near you. That theater count has continued to grow by the grace of God. We're thrilled about that. When Steve first told me that Nefarious was going to be made into a movie, I was my first thought was, who who can do this? Like who's gonna who's gonna pull this off? And then he says, "Oh, it's these guys, Carrie Solomon and, and uh, Chuck Councilman." And I'm like, "Yep, that doesn't surprise me in the least." Carrie Solomon, my brother, thank you so much for your continued uh, efforts for the kingdom. It's so great to uh, have you call in. How you doing, my friend? Very good. I got Chuck with me as well. No, oh, hey Chuck, hey man, it's so great to have you guys on. Yeah, I was not, I was not surprised at all when Steve told me you guys were doing this movie. Like, how? What was the genesis of this? How did you guys find out about it? First, there was a nefarious plot, the book, and then to take this into a movie form. Like, like, how did that all happen? Uh, we're sitting in the office one day, and uh, my guy Chris Jones comes in and he says, "Hey, listen to this," and he reads a paragraph. I didn't know it was the book Nefarious Plot, which Steve had written. Uh, and he and I, he reads the paragraph, and it was really compelling. And I said, hey, that's a movie. And mm-hmm. he said, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. So I said, well, call whoever it is, and let's talk to him. Let's see if he wants, you know, we'll, we'll get the rights, and we'll, we'll get busy. So he said, well, it's Steve Dace. Well, Steve had helped us on Unplanned immensely, yeah. and he was a real champion. So straight off the bat, I was like, okay, we'll definitely listen. You know, and so we called Steve up, and he was ecstatic. And, you know, we said to him, look, uh, we're going to need to, obviously, Nefarious Plot is a uh, kind of like a demon ranting on how, you know, gloating over the fact that he's destroyed America it's, and the world. Extreme of consciousness by one character, yeah. Right. right. So basically I said to him, look, if we do this, you know, you're going to have to give us the liberty to just basically go wide, tell a story, you know, and create it but we'll weave it all back into the book and stuff like that our demons are going to have to have somebody to talk to (laughs) right yeah can't just be in a room by himself no right maybe that movie could be made i just don't know how to do it so but uh so that was how it all started and steve you know the funny thing was they said to me well you know uh when can you get busy i'm like well uh you know I, i i wasn't really thinking that they were that serious Next day we got a check. I was like, wow. You, you could have held it and I wasn't really thinking. <laughs> okay, let's roll. Yeah, and it's been uh, quite the ride ever since. I mean, including uh, you guys both having, uh, you know, deathly illness when you guys got sick. Have you ever experienced this kind of war? I mean, Unplanned was so powerful. You know, I was there on the set. 
And obviously with that subject matter and the way it was portrayed, you walk into an abortion room five minutes into the movie and, uh, and, the, and, the, and the forces of darkness were swirling all around that. How's it been with respect to Nefarious uh, compared to that, to compare and contrast, but just Nefarious in its, in its own self? Uh, it it's must have been a very, very challenging ride all along the way. Yeah, what's unplanned, you know, during the physical production, we had all sorts of problems in the marketing of the film and so forth. But during physical production, with a hedge of protection around us, we were just in the eye of the storm. Everything swirled around us. We were completely protected, and we had real peace. Um, that was not the case with, with Nefarious. <laughs> well, Nefarious, you know, uh, unplanned, you know, abortion is the, the devil's favorite thing to do, you know, to kill the children because it hurts God the most, I think. Right. The, uh, and I think that, and I think that uh, it was very unusual. But I never thought Nefarious would be worse. But when you think about it, Nefarious is about bringing the devil from the darkness and into the light to reveal his trickery, his manipulations, his evil. And so it really shows his game plan. You know, it's kind of like if you're a football player, a football coach, and the other coach's game plan is given to you for free. And you look at it, you say, well, this I've got his game plan now. I know how to combat that. That's what Nefarious is. And so we, I mean, we've had things, our office in Burbank had the roof ripped off in a, in a rainstorm. The whole, the whole roof. The whole Man. roof. The last month. Uh, the, there were eight car crashes in 11 days when we were shooting. No one got hurt. So it showed, you know, but the cars were totaled. So you, it shows the devil attacks and the Lord defends. Uh, we, every electronic, every kind of, Thing we do. Our exorcism trained priest on set had an emergency appendectomy. God. Appendix during removal. Steve Dace on the first day. Obviously, you talked about this. Uh, Steve Dace got an infection on the first day he visited the set, and a couple of days ago, he almost died from a mysterious infection that came out of nowhere. Uh, we all felt that it was the devil trying to take him out. Uh, right. And this is just the tip of the iceberg. It goes on and on and on and on. We're in battle. Anyone, by the way, that does not believe in the existence of the devil declare war against him and see what happens. That's exactly right. Once you pop your head up over that wall out of the safety of your little local church, uh, you're going to get on his radar screen. Fortunately for him, he doesn't have to worry about most Christians, but he does have to worry about a few, uh, like you guys, like Steve, hopefully like me. And that's been the amazing thing about this. When I saw the screening of it, I flew to Nashville with a buddy of mine. We watched it at one of the Blaze studios. And I literally couldn't say anything after it was over, which is highly unusual for me. And so I'm sitting there processing because there's never been, listen, this is the first time since screw tape letters that we've had something to assist us and help us understand the nature of this evil and the nature of our enemy, not only what he's doing, but what he thinks of us, what he thinks of the Lord. And so that I was sitting there thinking on so many levels and days at one point, it's like, all right, Noble, you're sitting back there. I can tell you're thinking, but you haven't said a word. You're making me nervous. What's the deal? And I'm sitting there going, I'm like, there's so many different angles to utilize this movie because you guys know me well enough. I'm always thinking about how do we use this offensively? How do we build the kingdom as a result of this? On that, on that note, what's your guys' hope for this? Like, like, how do you see this being used by the Lord to affect different people inside and outside the church? This is, for, for, this is the movie we've been asked for for the last 10 years by a bunch of Christians. They just don't realize it. Uh, they've been asking us for 10 years, give us the move. We can't take our unbelieving friends. We can't take our lapsed family members who've fallen away from the faith. We can't take them to something called God's Not Dead or Do You Believe or anything like that. So he said, give us a movie that we can take them to that looks and smells and sounds like a movie. And when it's done, 
they, they, they're, they're going to have the question. This is that movie. And by the way, for your audience, which is for your audience in particular, don't be scared by the poster. The poster looks like a straight up, right over the plate horror movie. Yeah. That's because it's a Trojan horse. It's designed to lure in exactly the horror crowd. And look, they're going to have a great movie experience, but they're going to get a theological sucker punch that they <laughs> didn't see coming. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking because, listen, if I'm going to believe the Bible, and I do, and I read Romans chapter 1, and I do, there's no such thing as an atheist. God's the 800-pound gorilla in the room. He's made his existence plain so that men are without excuse. Everybody, every so-called unbeliever that walks into the movie theater already believes in God. It's just their decision, what do they do with that information? And this is a theological sucker punch. Because, and that's the thing I love about it, you guys, is I'm like, this is a Trojan horse. It's absolutely a Trojan horse, but for Christians, which there's a lot of Christians like, ooh, it's R-rated, which is bogus, and ooh, it's kind of scary. I don't like horror genre, and Steve was just saying on the air, hey, listen, there's a good chunk of the Bible that would take you right into the reality of spiritual warfare and, and quote-unquote horror genre. What about us in the church, you guys, Carrie and Chuck? How should we approach this? How should we use it? I mean, I think the Lord means it to be the terrible swift sword, <laughs> I think, to, to the enemy. I mean, I think that this is going to reveal to people in their spirit. I think the the, uh, the movie is anointed. I mean, we're two guys from New Jersey. We don't write dialogue. We're incapable of writing dialogue like you see in this movie. Okay, yeah. it's, it's so that was the spirit, brother. I mean, that that was not that was not us. And when the Lord speaks, you know, what does He say? Just let the let the lion unleash the lion. Mm-hmm. He know what to do. I mean, truth is the lion. And so the bottom line is I think people are going to see truth. They're going to see truth about evil and the machinations of evil and the devil. The devil doesn't like that. So I think that what we do is the next best thing. You know, when I'm playing, the Lord said to us, I need you to put on your armor and take the field of battle. But when you get on the field of battle, you're going to see an enemy from horizon to horizon. But you will not have to fight that battle. I will. Well, it's the same thing in this case. We need to put on our armor, but in also in doing that, Taking the field of battle means going to the movie, taking other people to the movie, spreading the word. And look, you know, in ancient times, we would have been called to die or to be beheaded or just to, you know, uh, do these insanely difficult things. Right. What we're talking about is show somebody the movie. Go to the movie. Talk about the movie. I mean, it. you know, I think the movie is that powerful. And by the way, to your audience, as far as the, the R rating goes, I can assure you that was a political law. Oh, yeah. The worst thing in the movie that happens is somebody breaks their own finger. That's what we got an R for, with somebody breaking their finger. Okay, I mean, this is a political law because the Hollywood knows that Christians will not go to a movie that's an R. And this is how to defeat Christians from seeing the movie. And the devil is doing his work. Yeah. Additionally... Look at the fruit of our tree. Look what we've done. God's not dead. God's not dead, too. Do you believe? What if? Finding all all these Christian movies we did unplanned. We would never betray our brothers and sisters in Christ. I'm telling you, there's no no demonics. There's no satanics. There's no F-bombs. There's no bad language. There's no sex. Right. Yes, there are of intense things. Hey, do you guys, Carrie, do do you guys, do you and Chuck have a, a couple minutes after the break? Can you stick around? Sure. All right, all right, I'm going to put you on hold. We're talking to Carrie Solomon and Chuck Conselman, the writers and directors of Nefarious. NefariousTickets.com this Friday. We'll be right back.
Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, the Steve Noble Show. So great to be with you. You have a date with the devil, as I've been saying this weekend, as Nefarious opens nationwide this Friday, April 14th. A Nefarious uh, plot was the original book. Nefarious, the movie, is the follow-up to that. really weaves in, like uh, Carrie and Chuck were talking about. They, they, You can't make a movie based on the book, but you can work with the preface of the book, and it's just masterful. Uh, Nefarious opens nationwide this Friday. NefariousTickets.com is the website you go to to find the theater closest to you. NefariousTickets.com. And the uh, the star of the movie who plays Nefarious, is Sean Patrick Flannery. You would remember him if you go back a little bit. He was in The Young Indiana Jones. He was in The Boondock Saints. He was in Powder. And he's been out of Hollywood for a while, but now he's back. And it's and I was absolutely amazed. We're talking to Carrie Solomon and Chuck Conselman, the writers and directors of, of Nefarious. I was absolutely blown away by his performance, you guys. Did you have any idea what you were going to get when he got the part? Actually, uh, we had worked with him before about 20, uh, 15 years ago, and Sean was just, he was amazing. And I, I looked at Chuck, and he looked at me, and we said that we felt the Spirit was saying we are going to work with him quite a bit in the future, mm. but we had to wait for a while. Uh, but when he was just the best actor that we had ever seen, and I, I believe personally, honestly, he should win the Academy Award for this performance. We're actually going to put him in for the, uh, mm, the Academy good. Award. Uh, I mean, if the world was a fair place, he would win hands down. I don't know <laughs> if Hollywood can overcome its political bias but and hatred, but bottom line is I'm not sure we figured that he would go to this place because I, I think this was otherworldly. Yeah. I think the spirit just, just was with him. But we knew he was an awesome man. We think he's the best actor in Hollywood. He's the first. best actor we've ever been here. We've never seen anyone with his skill set, with his talent and his level of craft. He's just in a whole another place. Right. I mean, the thing about this movie, when you guys go see it this weekend, NefariousTickets.com, so you can get your tickets and find a theater near you, is that it is, it is an incredibly dialogue-rich movie. It doesn't take place in a bunch of different places. Like 90% of the film takes place in a prison and in this holding cell area between Nefarious and the psychiatrist who's there to see is this guy sane so that we can uh, – uh, Execute him tonight at 11 p.m. I mean, that that in and of itself is an incredibly difficult acting uh, situation when you're carrying so much of the movie on your back in terms of the dialogue. But him, his ability to do this and, and have this self-control, this creepiness, this brilliance of nefarious, the little tick that he has, the, the emotional changes he goes through. I mean, it's just like mesmerized by watching him. I agree. We both agree. I mean, everyone who's seen the movie agrees. They all believe he should win the award. I mean, it's an insanely difficult uh, situation. And by the way, Sean in real life, talk about being given a gift from God. I mean, he's dyslexic. Mm. So he can't be just a little bit like a lot. Right. So he's got to he's got to really perform. He has to memorize everything. And, you know, his wife probably helped him do that. I mean, it was an unbelievable performance. But, you know, the thing about the movie is, even though there's two guys in the room for a good part of the movie, what we knew is we can never let it get boring. So I will assure (laughs) your listeners, your viewers, it never gets boring. Nope. No, it's it's never. It holds your attention the whole time. I mean, usually... 
I'll get up, go grab some Twizzlers, whatever. I didn't move an inch <laughs> watching this movie uh, when I saw it because I just couldn't get away from the dialogue and the way he played this. What's been the reaction when you guys have done so many screenings? I assume you've had some people there that were wishy-washy Christians, marginal Christians, or maybe not Christians at all. What's been the response from people that aren't like the three of us? Well, I will tell you, this is the first time. And Now, remember, we did God's Not Dead. We did God 2. Uh, we did Unplanned, all of which had crazy reactions and stuff like that. However, this movie is the only movie. It's getting more attention, more. We have not had one person, either Christian, uh, conservative, liberal, non-believer, atheist. Not one person has said a bad thing about this movie. It's I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. We've not. I mean, we've done hundreds and hundreds of screeners and stuff like that it's in i mean the the reviews that are coming back are off the wall so there's only one way to explain that it's a god thing you know it's it's god moving and i think the timing is perfect because if you go out into the world today i defy any one of your listeners to say there's not something wrong you walk out your front door today you can feel something is wrong in the world it's not like when we grew up there's a darkness and i believe it's because the devil knows the time is short so he's grabbing souls he can get. I think this movie shines a light on that. The other thing is that we're hearing this from everybody, but particularly from non-believers. They can't stop thinking about the movie after they've seen it. Mm, Two, three, four, five daters. Days later, they they keep thinking about the movie. It won't let them go. It just grabs hold of some part of their psyche and they keep thinking about it. And that's the, you know, if today you hear his voice, harden that your heart. It's really... It's really got to, I mean, wow. We're already starting to collect some stories of some lives getting changed. As a result, it's not even in release yet. Yeah, and and that lies on us to be the follow-up to this, hopefully with people that you actually get to the theater, people that you suggest it, you follow up. Yeah, I saw it. What would you think? Let's talk about it. Let's go grab coffee, whatever. What was it like for the cast and the crew to deal with this? You know, obviously your guys' perspective, Dace, and and I've watched some of the videos with Sean Patrick Flannery, but what was it like just for the crew in general? Uh, because I'm sure you had a lot of people there that d- had no idea what they were in for in terms of just the darkness and the spiritual warfare. Well, the warfare basically freaked out a lot of people, and then all of a sudden, IATSE came and struck us for no reason whatsoever. They did an illegal vote. I mean, everything about IATSE is the biggest union of all the crew people, wow. and Without a strike vote and without any state agreements, they ordered a general strike. And and the people that were IATSE members, which was a minority of the crew, they had to walk. But they scared a lot of the rest of the people with, with blackballing their, the rest of their future. Wow. It, was, it was like the mob. But the bottom line is that we sort of pool of the devil. We prayed. Now, you got to remember, if you have 100 people in your crew and you suddenly go down to 20 people in your crew, it is very difficult to make a movie. And I mean, that movie performed... Uh, the things that happened in this movie. I mean, I had craft services girls doing costume design. <laughs> okay, we didn't have a script control. Craft services, just you know, that's the woman who lays out the potato chips and the yogurt. Okay, right. because basically we're trying to hang telling us, go forward, go forward. And the Lord said, we prayed on the whether or not we should concede or go forward. And the Lord said, no, be strong, be courageous, and have Amen. faith and confidence in me. And that's what we did. We broke the strike. And the Lord were, broke the strike. They were simultaneously trying to use the full weight of the United States government uh, to, to, to to send an injunction, to write an injunction wow. that would shut us down. And this was for a little movie, so you know we've aggravated people. Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah, yeah, you yeah, you kicked the hornet's nest. Has anybody ever made a movie in an operational prison? I not in Oklahoma. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else has. We were yeah, we were inside the wire. Yeah, it was pretty creepy because it was a haunted prison as well. Yeah. So I mean, like, they have wings that are shut off, and all of a sudden lights go on, and the showers start running, and they haven't been used in fifty years. They haven't had power or water there, yeah, in decades. Man. It was actually, I mean, part of the reason why it's so crazy there is. 30 years ago, that was actually the most violent prison in the United States, wow. the most murders for and all that. When it was an open-yard prison, it was actually the worst place you could be. Unbelievable. It's just one amazing thing after another all around this movie. Carrie Solomon and Chuck Conselman, the writers and directors of Nefarious, NefariousTickets.com. I can't tell you guys how much I appreciate you, how much I support you and love you as my brothers. Thank you so much for continuing to fight the good fight of faith. God bless you. We're excited to be a part of this and do whatever we can. And let's just sit back and watch God work. Thank you. Keep up the good fight, Steve. No sacred cows ever. (laughs) Amen. I'm right there with you. God bless you guys. Thanks again. Talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye. And uh, he remembers that. No sacred cows. That's good. And there you go. I mean, you've heard from the three main people behind this. And uh, and again, listen, I know it's it's a little disturbing. I know it's uncomfortable. I know you're maybe worried about some other Christian seeing you walk into an R-rated movie. Uh, We need to be a whole lot less concerned with what other people think of us and a whole lot more concerned with what God thinks of us. And when he gives us a tool like this, it's really incumbent upon us to take advantage of it. And so I would really encourage you, urge you, challenge you to share this on social media, to talk about it with your small group or your Sunday school group and just say, hey, listen, they got a bogus R rating. There's no sex. There's no swearing. There's not there's not vomit all over the, you know, there's no vomit scenes. It's not like the exorcist. Okay. This is more of a psychological horror thriller because it's just this mind game between nefarious and the psychiatrist who's there to see is this guy sane or not. And, and like you heard in the, in the uh, trailer, he's like, uh, you know, I'm a demon and evil. And he's like, evil's not a diagnosis. <laughs> That's the world, right? Evil's not a diagnosis. Really? You want to go back to Louisville yesterday? You want to go back to Nashville, Tennessee two weeks ago? The transgender girl, completely demonic? Shoots and kills three nine-year-old kids and then three adults? That's not demonic? It's all over the place. I said this before. I say this often. Satan loves the play in the garden. That's where he started. He'll go back there as often as he can to twist the family, to twist relationships, to mess around with sexual orientation now gender itself he loves to play in the garden and he hates you and you need to be reminded that you have a very real enemy who also wants to devour all the lost people this is a battle the battle is real and we're called to it as followers of jesus christ greater is he that is in you and me than he that is in the world we're already victorious over the demonic realm but the demonic realm is still busy about its father's business. We have to fight against that on our knees in prayer and by going to the movie theater, nefariousTickets.com, nefariousTickets.com. Please share this on social media. Tell other people about it. They need to get over the R rating and stuff. We need to slap in the face with this dark spiritual reality that we're all facing. This is Steve Noble on the Steve Noble Show. God willing, I'll talk to you again real soon. And like my dad always used to say, ever forward.